Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Black for Health liquid extract from Future Farm Botanicals combines the four most powerful of these plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black peppercorn, and black cumin seed. It's an all-natural daily preventative against a host of possibly inflammatory issues. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, circulation, and immunity. It's a delicious tasting supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's my future. P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. And while supplies last, buy two bottles of Black for Health and get two bottles of Wild Oil of Oregano free. That's a $55 value just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, today with Layla Mutin, who is my co-host today. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. We take questions that you send to us via radio program at AOL.com. Uh, some great questions in part one. And let's proceed to part two. What do we got? We've got from Diantha. Dear Dr. Hoffman, you want to know what folks think about a permanent daylight savings time. I never hear anyone talk about why all, I never hear anyone talk about why all my friends and I love it. We are seniors and like being able to go out for supper or a visit to friends and drive home safely since it's so light outside. I worked in hospitals all my life, and while working, my friends and I all complained of being depressed when we switched back to to Eastern Standard Time and had no time to do anything with the family before it was dark. I don't mind having to switch a couple of times a year so kids don't have to get up in the dark in the winter, but I sure hope we don't lose daylight savings time permanently. Hold on. Does Diantha have this backwards? Isn't daylight savings time what we just came out of? No, no. To go we, back we to got into, We were on standard time. We went. Now, this is daylight savings time because it is saving I daylight see. at the end of, of, uh, at of the, end the, of the, the spring, you know, the end of the winter cycle. So this is this is we're I into see. daylight savings time. So uh, right. we we spring forward into daylight savings time to give us an extra hour of daylight, uh, which we're yeah. you know we're gradually getting more daylight. But this is to mm-hmm. enable you know this is like uh, you know we look outside you know it's like six thirty and it's still light. Uh, yes, you know this time of year and it's, it's going like, to be late, <laughs> later and later. Right. Um, okay. So, do you know that mm-hmm. the United States Senate? just passed a resolution to instate permanent daylight savings time Wow, year-round. Now, what do you think was the margin? You think it was like 51-49, you know, like one party versus another party? Oh, you know. oh. Uh, was it overwhelming? It was unanimous. Oh, my gosh. Now, that is unprecedented because we can't agree on anything in this country. There's, there's virtually... Yeah. So, it... it and I, I looked at it and I said, how could that be? And it was on some kind of procedural vote where sometimes uh-huh. you can, instead of taking a roll call, you can just say, uh, you know, 
by acclamation. You know, everybody's in favor of it. But I actually think that a lot of these senators don't know what they voted for because they were so bewildered with the procedural uh, process. So now it's going to go to the House and it's going to it's going to resoundingly fail. Uh, oh. So they're actually a lot of people who were very upset at daylight savings time. Uh, there's a, been a, for years, there's been a move in Europe to roll back daylight savings time. So we just remain on standard time for the whole year. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, can't, I think it depends on your perspective. It depends on your circadian rhythm. Uh, I yeah. am an early riser. And especially in the early phases of daylight saving time, I think it comes too early because uh, I'm used to getting up at, you know, 530 or 6 o'clock in the morning. And yeah. I wake up and it's pitch dark and that's not very stimulating. I have to put on my uh, SAD lights, you know, while right. I kind of you know, resuscitate myself and, you know, read a little and bit. And it doesn't get light for a good two hours yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, when it's gloomy weather, you know, like we've been having. Yeah. So I find it not very stimulating. Uh, it's also been called a real safety problem for kids. Uh, as she points out, you know, it would be a disaster in the winter because it would mean that it would only become light at like 8.30 or 9 o'clock. And kids are already pretty hungover anyway in the morning. Uh, True. They, there's this uh, um, move to uh, make school hours later because kids are, kids are really brain dead in the morning. They stay they are, too late. They need more sleep. They need they more need sleep. More sleep. And the they need are night 9, hours. 10, 12 hours of sleep. They yeah. need to be sleeping in later. There's a reason even adolescents are sleeping in so late. Well, maybe not as late as they should, but well, they, yeah, they hide they, in they the need- rooms and they and they they use their devices under the covers, you know, to, you know, do TikTok and whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and Instagram and whatever the heck else they use cuz I don't use those. And the you know, it it's a problem for, for kids. And, uh, you know, for certain adults, it, it's not a real plus. So, mm-hmm. it, also the transition, I mean, it's been documented that the transition causes problems. There's mm-hmm. increased risk of heart attack. There's increased risk of accidents, uh, workplace accidents, automobile accidents, because people we shouldn't are be messing. Yeah, we shouldn't be messing with our circadian rhythms that way twice a year. Every six months, a change like that, not a great idea. Yeah, I mean, notwithstanding the fact that some people regularly inflict that on themselves, you know, business travelers and, uh, you know, airline uh, personnel and shift workers. And, you know, so those people just do it. But uh, I think as you age, the ability of your body to, to recalibrate the circadian rhythm uh, declines and mm-hmm. you know you can't tolerate that that much you know so for somebody who's on a has a business career where you know back and forth to the west coast you know east coast west coast you know uh, london uh you know singapore <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff yeah that yeah. that works till you're about 40 maybe mm-hmm. uh so you know uh it, it's going to remain controversial every year at this time there's all these articles which decry daylight savings time mm-hmm. and uh and yet there are you know people who really like it yeah yeah what, what which would you go with if you have uh, to choose i i think uh, i would go with waiting a little longer for it uh because i mm-hmm. think it's ridiculous to make it happen in mid-march 
you know. Yeah. Uh, I think it should start later. You know, it should start, uh, you know, in maybe in May something, you know. In May, something like uh, that. And then, you know, have a nice time of the summer. And then, uh, you know, once you're used to it, it's kind of hard to give it up. <laughs> you know? True. Uh, it is. But then as the mornings get darker in October, uh, you know, I guess we should revert back to standard time. So it's yeah. because of the mornings. Because yeah. I prioritize the mornings. I, uh, I would prioritize the mornings. It's so... It's hard <laughs> to get yeah. up. At, and, you know, the other thing is that uh, that certain time of year where it's really, I mean, dawn, it's pre-dawn, but it's like uh, the twilight before dawn. That's even happening quite early, like at 4.30 or 5. Yeah. That's too early. Mm-hmm. And when it's getting light out, that's when I'm waking up. That's mm-hmm. just the, the human that I am. Yeah. Well, you know, it doesn't matter that I have blackout curtains. I, I, I'm just waking up when it's becoming light out. Well, you're you're a paleo yeah. human. You know, you're eating sort of a paleo I, I diet. You're on a paleo yeah. circadian rhythm. You know. Yeah. Uh, I know that you know you give a lot of advice to people who have sleep problems, and you're very very adamant uh, that they stop using uh, devices and that they turn down artificial lights. Uh, you know, a little bit before bedtime to just sort of acclimate themselves yes. to. Uh, Chill time, you know. Yes, yes. And and, And, you know, not even a little bit before bedtime, but at least a good hour, two Mm -hmm. hours, Mm -hmm. ideally. It's it's something, yeah. Yeah. It makes uh, all the difference. Yeah, I I, I start dimming the lights. Uh, I have my my devices set for uh, a blue blocker, you know, so that it's the Mm. blue light that sort of activates your brain. Uh, I do admit to reading in bed, but I use, um, uh, I read... uh, you know, a very light screen on a black background, so it's not much light. So it's not like okay. flooding my uh, pineal gland with light that depletes my melatonin. And, yeah. and I'm also a good sleeper. You know, I, I don't have a, kind of a fragile sleeping mechanism. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but some people, they require all these measures to put them in a relax- relaxation state. I can just sort of turn it off. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I'm a pretty good sleeper myself. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's the reason for rising early. It's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done sleeping, yeah, you're which satiated. is kind of nice. You're satiated on sleep. Satiated. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm done sleeping. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, Diantha, what, a, what an interesting topic. <laughs> yeah. We, we could go <laughs> We'll see where all this goes. Yeah. Well, I, you know, please uh, feel free. You don't have to ask a question, but I'd like to take a little informal poll and maybe some people can weigh in with their comments about daylight savings time versus standard That would be time. interesting to read and, about. And I think we'll get, yeah. get uh, a wide divergence of opinions on that subject. So radio program at AOL.com. Let's start a discussion. Uh, good point at which to pause. Let's let one of our sponsors share an important message with you. So here it goes. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Reserve Collection, a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids. Rich and bold, the Reserve Collection products elicit strong feelings of calm, 
calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's reserve collection of oils and gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. And with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new reserve collection. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. Remember, they're what make Intelligent Medicine your free resource on all things related to natural health. Okay, so what's our next question? We've got a question from Joe. I will be immunocompromised for the duration of my chemo treatments for lymphoma and nine months post-treatment. I understand the reasoning for avoiding raw foods like tainted lettuce. Couldn't that be mitigated with thorough washing? And also, what are your thoughts on fermented foods during this period? Mm, That's a really good question. Uh, It's a great question because those on chemotherapy, they have compromised immune system mm -hmm. as a result of of the chemo. So they may be more prone to bacteria, foodborne illness, or or more dangerous outcomes if having to deal with any foodborne illness. There is something called a neutropenic diet. Mm -hmm. And what that is, a neutropenic diet is you're eating very clean, almost sterile food. Well, let's explain what the, excuse me, what the basis of that is, is neutropenia means that you have a deficiency, just like osteopenia, that's a deficiency of bone. Uh, Neutropenia is you have a deficiency of a type of white blood cell that guards against infections, which are neutrophils. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. So now folks out there in, in the listening audience, you may be stunned to know that what's recommended on a, a neutropenic diet is canned food. Mm-hmm. The canning process makes it sterile and all of that. Sterile, pasteurized, uh, probably the most safe foods to consume mm-hmm. for somebody who's immunocompromised. Or, you know, or, or don't obviously eat the cooked raw foods. Food. Cooked foods. Yeah. You're welcome. Not just cooked foods, but mm-hmm. don't eat the raw, you know, apple. Or, or pear, get a can of pears, mm-hmm. get a can of peaches or fruit cocktail, get a can of spinach or asparagus. It's that kind of a thing, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For what I have found, and I don't know what your experience is, but you know, perhaps it's similar to mine, is that for the vast number of people who are getting chemo, that they are uh, not so thoroughly immunosuppressed that it, this is really consequential. I don't see lots of them yeah. developing food poisoning because they have extremely poor immune systems. I mean, we do caution them, you know, don't go to the deli and order the, you know, the egg salad that looks like it's been sitting there for a couple of days. Uh, yeah. You know, these kinds of things. And no, no steak tartare, no sushi, right. nothing like that. Right. But <laughs> I, I don't see a no lot of Now, when yeah. it comes to fermented food, that's interesting because uh, there's bacteria in fermented food. And someone who is really, really severely immunocompromised, uh, there's some evidence that taking probiotics for somebody who's like on their last legs in the intensive care unit, who's got virtually no immune defense, that that is sometimes dangerous because uh, you can actually get uh, a proliferation of, say, lactobacillus, like a 
overgrowth of lactobacillus, even though that's normally a beneficial bacteria. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but practically speaking, I think you have to be pretty, pretty severely immunocompromised for that to be consequential. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, well, you know, I would sure. argue for, you know, staying on the safe side. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So how can people get uh, like, mean, uh, their, you know, we know that fresh fruits and vegetables are beneficial for people who are getting chemo and certainly they have anti-cancer effects. What would you recommend for somebody who's undergoing that? Well, I would, I would still recommend they eat their fruits and vegetables, make sure they're thoroughly washed, rinsed, all mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, for somebody on a neutropenic diet, I mean, when I learned about this during my, my dietetic internship rotations, it was with AIDS patients. Okay. With no virtually Very no immune system. Yeah. 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 Uh, so well, not necessarily cancer chemotherapy, but, you know, don't eat that undercooked burger. Right. That burger has to be thoroughly cooked. It should not be pink. Right. Because any bacteria that was on the outside of that steak mm -hmm. before it goes through the meat processor is now throughout the meat. Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. So you've, you've got to be careful about uh, things like what about that. The, the, you know, we used to talk about the Clorox bath. You know, put a cap oh. of Clorox in with your, your uh, it, salad. You know, is, is right, that right. beneficial? A, a, a teaspoon of Clorox and a gallon of water, no. And I still will not try that. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's still, yeah, that, I, I'm just not willing to go there. But there has been, a, there's been another method where you would add vinegar. Okay. Instead of Clorox, but there's a problem with that. Yeah. Vinegar then is breaking down your salad, so the texture of the lettuces you just washed is already going to change. Uh huh. And of course, Clorox would do that to the nth degree. Uh, okay. My opinion. So I just won't go there. Just wash them really, really, really well. Okay. That's what we have to do. Okay. Or rinse. Yeah. Rinsing is still appropriate. Yeah. I mean, a very thorough rinsing is, is so appropriate. And even on the bags of your triple washed organic salad, guess what? You need to wash it again. Everybody should wash it again. Yeah, I'm not kind of on doing that, but I guess, you know, especially if I you're can vulnerable. Too. I get that yeah. arugula. It's yeah. ready to use. Yeah. Okay, yay. But yeah. Yeah. As long as <laughs> if I can't see the dirt, I, I feel reassured. If I can't see the dirt, yeah. exactly. If I'm not exactly. crunching on sand, you know, that. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, I agree with you that that's worthwhile. Yeah. Get a salad spinner. Those are fun. Get a sal oh, absolutely. That helps. That yeah. helps. L little kids, Joe, that's little a kids like question. them. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a nice toy, you know, when you're not using it for your salad. Um, okay. So, and we have time for one more question. Can we fit that in? We do. Yes. Yes. Um, we've got a question here. Oh, all right. Here we go from Larry. Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, during the time of COVID, which has been the past two years, I've taken zinc every day with two milligrams of copper. Same with N-acetylcysteine. Now that we're pretty much almost out of the woods, should I scale back to taking this maybe two to three times a week? Well, so let's examine the premise. Uh, are we pretty much out of the woods? And... Uh, that answer is controversial because some people say, oh, you know, we shouldn't relax our vigilance. Uh, you know, variants can emerge. You know, we do see a little bit of a minor surge because of the BA2 variant. And now there's like a variant of the variant that is uh, making its rounds. And so people are getting uh, COVID again, uh, many of whom have been vaccinated, perhaps people who've already had COVID. 
So and uh, who's been boosted, and yeah, they're boosted, still getting boosted up the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, my answer to that is that I, I think that uh, you know I just read a uh, a study that suggests that uh, upwards of ninety percent of Americans uh, have some form of immunity to COVID, whether it's vaccine induced uh, or whether it's uh, natural. So mm-hmm. I, I actually think that's one of the reasons why COVID is on the wane. And I think that, uh, you know, as we predicted is that it, this is not a hard and fast rule, but generally viruses mutate towards less uh, pathogenicity. And mm-hmm. uh, that is the, that's not 100% because they can go the other way. But it appears that that it has been the case with COVID and that the um, the Omicron is a less severe variant. So it's not clear that the people who say, you know, thank God I was vaccinated and I got Omicron and it was just had a minor infection. Well, maybe just, you know, I, the vaccine probably conferred some protection, but maybe just maybe Omicron is less severe altogether. Because uh, I know people who got Omicron and they weren't vaccinated and they weren't that sick. I mean, they, they yeah. knew that they were sick. I mean, it, it wasn't a, yeah. you know, a cakewalk, but uh, they, they kind of, you know, had kind of an ordinary uh, viral illness. Now, that's not yes. to say that this is not a horrible pathogen, which has killed people and left people with all kinds of horrible long COVID symptoms. But uh, I think uh, I'm optimistic. I think that um, uh, we are at a point where uh, COVID is is endemic. It's going to be around but in a less severe form. So let's answer that question. You know, should 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 we let down our guard? I mean, what do you think? Uh, yeah. Well, should Larry take the zinc every day with the copper and do all this? I, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, I'm not taking zinc anymore. I haven't been for a long time. I'll take zinc when I feel like I'm coming down with something, mm-hmm. be it COVID or right. anything else. Right. And that's about it. I, I will say this, is that... Uh, a lot of the research around zinc suggests that people who are zinc deficient are in trouble. But uh, with a, a balanced diet and maybe the small amount of zinc in a multi, uh, you're probably going to have adequate zinc. And if yeah. you should feel sick, uh, you know, take some extra zinc, take some zinc lozenges, you know, and you can boost your zinc and make it available to your body. Uh, there may be some benefit. Actually, some studies suggest that for respiratory illnesses, uh, taking zinc lozenges can, you know, shorten the duration maybe by 20%. Uh, it's not 100%. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I wish I had a buck for every time I took zinc lozenges and I still got a cold, you know. Uh, but, yeah. you know, likely it was of shorter duration and milder than it might have been if I had not been taking the zinc lozenges. Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I think that uh, of, of, of all the things, I think – Maybe the most important thing is vitamin D. Uh, I think everybody yes. should be taking some vitamin D. Uh, I don't think that people should be mega dosing on vitamin D. Uh, for most people, taking 2,000 should suffice. For some people, we discover that they can't uh, maintain adequate levels with uh, just 2,000. They need 5,000, even sometimes 10,000. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, that, I think, is you know, probably more of a bulwark against yeah. severe illness. Yeah. So, Larry, thank you for that question. All okay. right. Well, thanks for all and those by great the questions. Way, Go ahead. Yes, yes. Keep those questions coming to radio program at AOL.com. We appreciate them. Absolutely. They're fodder for some excellent discussions. And uh, every week we reach in the mailbag 
And it's kind of like uh, Christmas morning for us because yeah. uh, you know, it stimulates thought and uh, enables us to tackle issues that uh, are hopefully of general interest to you, the audience. So yeah. uh, radio program at AOL.com, the destination for questions. Uh, you want uh, more of our content, go to drhoffman.com or go to your favorite, uh, you know, Apple podcasts or, uh, you know, various places that like Spotify that mm-hmm. enable you to subscribe to podcasts, listen you know, get to <clears throat> podcasts delivered to your mailbox and uh, listen to whatever content you want to listen to. Subscribe to our newsletter, by the way. Uh, yes, great. great content and mm-hmm. uh, become a more informed listener to intelligent medicine. And by the way, I just want to mention, Layla, uh, you know, we had a mm-hmm. spring sale on uh, supplements from Fullscript and it was just two days. But, uh, yeah, you know, I was really pleased by the response because a lot of people took advantage of that to stock up their uh, uh, supplement uh, cupboards mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, have sales at various times during the year. So keep your eye out. And you can then um, obtain a discount. So yes. thanks for joining us. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Dr. Hoffman. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.